all, welcome to Uncle Buck's house. Uh, it has been a while since we've brought you guys an episode, but we're getting them to you when we can. We're all very busy. Uh, we are sans Nick this week, um, and I do want to just give a shout out to uh, everything that his family's doing. Um, uh, his daughter is in a wrestling tournament, a state wrestling tournament this week, um, and she was actually invited as the only uh, 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 woman in her class, young woman in her class, weight class, to be invited, and she's going to be competing and beating a bunch of boys who think they're tougher than they are and it's going to be a fun time so happy for that oh man that makes me so happy (laughs) yeah she's a little badass and uh i want to send all my love out to them and support in her ventures uh and i think her brother has a uh, soccer tournament this weekend as well so uh, uh i know they're busy they're doing the um the family thing and I love the, everything they're doing. It's Mother's Day weekend so uh, the family's going to be together and so um, love out to those guys. We miss you but we'll see you back soon. Um, but we do have some amazing guests in here as well. We do have BJ on the ones and twos. I don't want to skip over that as well. Um, always coming to you from uh, Flyover Studios. Uh, but we have two of what I would call um, the hardest working comedians <laughs> not just in you know the area but just in Indianapolis in general. Uh, we have uh, Tenna McDonald and we have Jetta in the house yeah hello and uh yeah let's uh so let's get some stuff right out of the top of the way let's get some plugs out of the way uh from the jump uh jetta you were just saying you just left uh, a, a photo shoot for something we don't need to get into those details if it's still pending but like you just <laughs> recorded a cool show up in chicago is that right yeah so i was a part of the keenan thompson um experience comedy experience which is like a I guess it's like a contest every year. Um, I got introduced to some great things like opportunities for voiceover work and all of that. Uh, I just did a personal photo shoot for like doing headshots and things, nice. just preparing yeah. um, for acting roles. Um, that's the sort of investment that you have yeah, to do in these you scenarios. You have to do the this investment. Is, yeah, the, these are the, the sorts of opportunities that arise in this business that we you know, either sort of step up to the plate and, mm-hmm. and, and grab a hold of, or you kind of are like, this is a bigger pond that I'm willing to swim in. And, uh, everything that, that, cause I remember, um, uh, when you first started coming out to Kettletop, like, you know, just from then to now to see everything you've taken in stride, I was like, you know, when it came to, you know, getting people on the podcast, uh, you were one of the first people that came to mind and, you know, our uh, other guest this week, uh, Ted McDonald, you guys also run a show together. Is that right? Yeah, Absolutely. we do. Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, Downtown Ollie's is Double Trouble Tuesdays. Yes. Dude, it has been very good. At the past three shows, I haven't been there. And I've been so sad. <laughs> I know it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. We, that was, we got it. Yeah. 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 I, like, That's awesome. We got a random message the other day from a, a comic from Bloomington, and it was basically everyone was just talking very positively. She's like, I just thought you guys would like to know. I'm like, oh. Those are the best messages. Those are yeah. the best messages. They really are. And I'm excited to get out there. I haven't had a chance to yet. I mean, I think this is your guy. You guys do it every two weeks, right? No. No, every oh, week. week. Every oh, week. every week. This yeah. is weekly. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm not even. Everybody get out there every Tuesday. I need to uh, get my butt out there one of these Tuesdays as well. Um, downtown Ollie's. Uh, and yeah, free it, parking. Absolutely. Free and their parking. food is dummy good. Yeah. Oh, my food God. Food is amazing. Dude, Even I think, better. I think the, last, the first thing I had there was the pesto chicken sandwich, and it's just, it was the best. They put, like, uh, sun-dried tomatoes in there, and it was so pestoy and so cheesy. I will consume 100% of anything chicken pesto. It yes. can be a chicken pesto sandal, and I will... <laughs> 
I will finish every last rubbery drop. I will. Dude, what was it? Uh, Jetta, you had the Alfredo, I think, the, like when we had our meeting there. Yeah, right? it was oh. like a. Um, they do like a different pasta dish. Free. Uh, they feature one uh, different pasta dish every week, which I really yeah. like. It's really good. But our yeah. our mic is. Um, it's you know it's it's a safe space for people to come. We want all walks of life to feel comfortable. It is at an LGBTQ plus bar, so you know we make sure that people know that we want you to bring good material, bring material that is universal, not low hanging fruit, not yeah. low hanging fruit, and sure. yeah. So just wanting to bring some diversity to the scene, and mm-hmm. it's a good time. Yeah. Everybody's welcome and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. And we made the conscious decision not to let it be a mic where everyone can sign up. It, it's unfortunate. I would love to give everyone stage time, but right. you know what? Y'all, we all got day jobs. Yeah. I'm so tired. And no, it's tiring. I, I get that. I, and I 100%, I mean, back that sort of idea. I mean, the, the list, the idea of the open sign up list uh, has its place and has to, you know what I mean? Because there's got to be some sort of, um, you know, doorway but at the same time you know not every mic has to be that way and you don't have to you know you you can run your show your way and that's awesome i love that you know um you guys are kind of you know driving that sort of idea behind um you know voices that are funny that maybe haven't found the right place to the comfortability to, right. yes yeah. the, found the right place to express it because we've all seen it like there's definitely a consistency when it comes to certain mics and sometimes you just see the same stuff over and over again so to have a space where just like oh we're gonna have more brown and queer people up in here and like especially when you I just want to discover more comics like us who are just like oh there's a spot over there I'm like yes come over yeah come over I do like our setup a lot just having like the first 15 slots to be an open mic and then we actually have a headliner to kind of just like bring it home and I think Mm -hmm. it's just a not only a good thing to do for the comics who are like like I said, adults and stuff, but also for the venue itself. So it's yeah. not a show that like has they're like, dude, that mic is so long and dead. I can't. Yeah. It's, it's the, two it, hours. If yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And we're in and out and it is a show up, go up. Um, it's just that we only offer 15 spots. Be- we yeah. want to keep oh, it. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. 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 I, I misunderstood. Um, but no, I, I think that's a, that's a very important thing is to have, you know, um, a space for, uh, um, you know, any and all folks to feel comfortable. And I, I think that there are a lot more mics that I think would be open to that sort of thing. But at the same time, it's, it's all about perception yeah. and it's, and it's, you know, uh, ultimately something that has to start with being comfortable to get out and go see it before you can even, I think, think about getting up on stage. Cause how many times do you think comics, and this has happened to me a couple of times, really really early on even before i started playing music that i would show up with my guitar in the back of a car and i would show up to an open mic and i'd walk in to see what it's about and if i didn't feel comfortable i'm like i'm not gonna put my name on this list i'm just gonna head home think about how many people do that with stories or jokes Mm -hmm. but they walk into a bar to see the sign up list and they just maybe get a weird vibe from the place and they're just like "Ah, i don't know this ain't it yes no definitely like that comfortability i feel like is uh it's like, oh, I don't want to dip my toe into this. Yeah. But you I, you guys remember being like when you first started watching comedy like live. I think that's when the ball starts turning like as like all three of us being stand up comics. Like how many mics did you guys go to before actually going up? I mean, I, I think I went to like a handful of comedy shows. Yeah. And I had been to a lot more like combined open mics that mm-hmm. had some stand up comedians with some musicians and uh poetry and stuff like that um but like i had only been to like one or two comedy mics before going up at my first one and it was definitely uh one of those scenarios where i was like 
oh, this story I've been telling since I was 10 is going to kill because, like, these people, like, most of them, it was a mic, you know what I mean? Like, like most of the people, even if they were working comedians, they weren't doing a material. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, just one of those things where going and seeing it can oftentimes be that thing. Oh, yeah, this this seems like something I could maybe do. Um, but, yeah, no, it was definitely a strange experience. How about you? Uh, zero, because yeah. I started at Helium in oh, the yeah, class. Yeah, that's right. So it was our um, our homework was to go to open mics, get up and work your material. Oh shit! I, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like you just you had to go, and I've um, you know, coming from my background of being in corporate America and teaching group fitness, like I've never been afraid to get up and talk to people. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was just a figuring out like okay, how to connect with people and how to make my material relatable. So yeah. None. I just yeah. didn't have that luxury. Sure. Because no, I had jumped had... in in the class. No, that's so a... like, But prior to like jumping in the class, like you watched a lot of stand up, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we go to shows all the time. I love comedy. Like I've always been, I guess, a student of comedy because I just love to watch people and I feel love like to see them grow. The class was a smarter way to go about it because I just like jumped myself into an open mic that was like a, it was a Muncie. So it was just like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bubble. And there's something about making the, the, the 69 corridor, that's what I call that area between. Yeah. Between Anderson and like <laughs> Fort Wayne is like there's this corridor of state road of Interstate 69 that just is a dice roll of the type of the type of Dude, folks you're gonna have come in. It's a real fucking thing. Yeah, like you, there's like a, there's a huge amount of like culture just because of the students that are living there temporarily. Sure. Mm. And then there's like the townies, and then there's like hoodlums. I was in Muncie last night, and I saw a child walk up to me. He's like, damn, honey, you're fine. I think he was 15 and high. Oh, nah, shit. I hate Muncie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I almost went to be here now. I was like, nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that is, uh, that's, you know, I haven't been there in a while. I'm trying to think of the last Too many young people. We can't there. go there. Yeah. There are too many there. young people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why you should hit up Indie Craft Brew in Muncie for Go all there. of your, your brewery uh, and drinking needs. Those are uh, some fine folks. In fact, um, I've got a very uh, – this kind of segues into that announcement, and you'll see more about this online. Um, but uh, if you've seen me sort of step away from the stage recently, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, producing Um I have a lot of uh, producing opportunities arisen, and one of them is um, Battle of the Bands Brewfest that's oh. happening August. Oh my God, Kyle! Yes, August twenty seventh is happening in the parking lot of that entire parking lot of Indie Craft Brew is going to have thirty breweries, ten food trucks, and we're going to have a full stage with five bands competing for uh, between five hundred and thousand dollars. So, um, yeah, and if we can get more more sponsors signed on, that prize uh, pool will grow. Um, but yeah, those submissions are available right now. If you know a band or you guys can think of a local band uh, or artist this is open to solo artists whatever um just uh go to indiecraftbrew.com and fill out the music entry form and uh we'll take a look and you know the top five bands that we select will uh will compete for a prize but everyone will take home something you're not walking away empty-handed every band will get paid for um their time and so yeah we're gonna have a great time that was a smooth way to put in an ad yes it was <laughs> that was and uh Segway taken. There we go. Okay, and I did it. And that's my checklist. Yep. That's a real vibe. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. No, um, I digress. No, I am excited to, um, you know, get get you guys both back in. I've booked you guys both several times, um, and have enjoyed every single time doing so. So I'm excited to get you guys back because uh, tickles and tacos is now 
comedy on the river that starts May 19th. Oh, so, awesome. Oh, that's yes. going to be beautiful yeah, in the summertime. Mad- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And so uh, we're going to try and do some stuff outside. Um, and we're going to, but if not, we can always move it inside. So uh, it's going to be a whole, whole lot of fun. So uh, let's transition a little bit to, uh, Tina, you have one of the busiest schedules <laughs> that I so- have seen in recent time. I keep uh, saying yes. Yes, and so I, I was gonna say, is this one of the, is is this something that you are enjoying every step of, or is this something that you're like, what have I, what you am know? I doing? Well, and the reason I say that is because, um, you know, I I hear even even comedians like you know Tom Segura say, and he's doing obviously international shit, but he like over the course of the pandemic booked like 400 dates. Damn. And it's now like, so that I'm coming everywhere tour is literally him just trying to fulfill 400 commitments that he Uh. didn't make. And so, and so when I, when I see a schedule like yours, I'm, I, some people take it in stride and some people are just like, I'm, I'm nailing it, but it's a little bit tougher than I expected. How is that rolling for you? It is one of those things where I love being busy. I yeah. hate not moving, but I, I, I had a feeling you would say that just because I, I can kind of, I kind of, yeah, working. yeah, I for like sure. To, I like, but the thing is I got helly things I decide to do like with the, the mic we do. And mm-hmm. then the two other shows I help produce and then my own podcast. And then like also trying to get booked at like other shows and do club stuff. And then what else do I do? What else do I, the other stuff? But yeah. like, I think about it and sometimes I'm just like all right we gotta like be better about taking time for myself and just like literally not doing anything because I got myself sick like I had COVID what was it like a month ago Mm -hmm. yeah like I have the discussion between me and my family was just like, I think you literally worked yourself so much to your to point your immune system was down and then you got COVID I'm like shut up maybe yeah um I enjoy working, but I know I need to be better. Like this month of May, I actually st- haven't booked a lot of shows just because yeah. I'm like, I don't have going on. And I need to like, let's take a breath. And yeah. it's okay to take a breath because like, I think my problem for a really long time when I was first started comedy, I wanted to do what I'm doing right now, but I didn't realize like, Hey, you don't need to be mean to yourself. And like, yeah. just because you're not doing a quote enough. And how old were you when you had those initial ideas? Twenty three. Exactly. That's the that's the <laughs> unfor- that's the reality of this of this uh, sort of you know I don't want to call it a game that we play, but we do play. That's what this is. We we get up on stage and we hone that in, and it's a craft. But you know, like a like any artist, you know, uh, you know, you you hone your your art of of play, and we try to play to the best of our ability, um, you know, to any crowd that we get in front of. And, mm-hmm. you know, that can take a, a wear on itself. Cause you're uh, exercising such different parts of your brain yeah. to like create and write bits. Plus yeah. like be good at networking and communicating mm-hmm. with venues and like bookers. Yeah. Plus like, all the other side help, like like hobbies you want to do. Yeah, my ass buys a guitar, and I'm like, hey Kyle, <laughs> please give me guitar lessons, which we're starting next Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm all about that. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm excited because uh, I, I'm excited about this specifically because of the songs that you sent me are, are like so like. Uh, co- yes. I, I I won't go into detail because I think we can like kind of uh, I don't know maybe find a way to make a little promo video out of it. Yeah, but, so fun, so fun. But yes, uh, we the. The songs that you sent me are uh, ones that I definitely are like, oh, this is going to be cool, kind of off the beaten path. I'm excited about it. Um, I wanted to show range. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and that's and that's how you grow in anything. And and like even when you talk about comedy and range, you know what I mean. You 
try shit out to see what fits and you wear it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just keep messing with it. It's like when you're knitting a blanket. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. This, this blanket could be a bib when I could just say I'm done halfway through. I'm like, <laughs> damn it. This is a bib. I'm going to cut out a V in it. And I'm going to tie it around my baby's face. Exactly. No, okay, not the face. That's not how you use a bib. Don't. <laughs> I apparently have never had a child, which is true. Uh, Anybody who's I had a grandma who makes quilts, <laughs> you know for a fact that Afghans. that's... They just changed. What? Yeah, yeah. my grandma oh, made dear. Afghans. She was... Uh, she made uh, one for all the grandkids. I still have mine. Uh, somewhere. Oh, now I'm worried about that Afghan. I need to find out where yeah, that's I gotta at. I gotta find it. Yeah, I need to find that. Um, but no, so Jenna, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the um, so this competition that you have. What what is yeah. that going to consist of? Did you just do the one performance and then you're wait to hear, or how does that go? Yeah. So for um, for this one, I it was it was interesting how I got involved because I almost did not make it. They wanted me to go to Atlanta, which like they told me like the day before, and I was like, um. I, I can't get to Atlanta by tomorrow. They were like, yeah, hey, get to Atlanta to tomorrow? To Atlanta. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> then um, then they wanted me to go to do a virtual in Jersey, but I was actually going to be on a flight back to Indianapolis from New York. So then I saw Chicago and I was like, okay, is there any way I can get onto Chicago? Um, so the showcase, they only choose like two people per show. I was not one of the ones chosen, however... However, I did get a lot of opportunities from it. Yeah. And so I'm definitely going to try it again next year when it rolls back around. So I'm very happy about what I did. Yeah. Um, the two people who were chosen, I'm like, it's your time. You guys deserve it. Absolutely. Uh, and it's freeing me up to do like other things. So for me, I love the stage and I'm also getting more into acting. So I did my first stage play since high school yeah. in March. Hell um, yeah. What was it? It was called What Happened to Love. It's original stage play. Very, Very good. Cool. Very cool. Um, then I was a part of a Netflix movie that filmed in Cincinnati. I was a featured extra. So that's nice. going to be coming out. I think it's probably like October, like the fall with Regina King and Terrence Howard and some Hell other folks. Yeah. Doing things. Yeah. And, and, and I don't remember the guy, but he all they kept saying was like, he was in Manchester by the sea. And I was like, I don't know. Manchester <laughs> so, by the sea. Um, can you so pull up that IMDB? A, I want to see Yeah, if, they can look at the whole cast. Is Manchester by the sea. He was pretty cool. Um, so that was fun to do. You'll see me walking in that. We couldn't post <laughs> any, you know, you know how it is. You can't yeah, post any, take, yeah, take any sure. pictures. But it is called Shirley. It's about Shirley Chisholm, and it focuses on her um, her presidential campaign being the first female to uh, woman um, to get the Democratic nomination, party nomination. Uh, then there's another lady back. I think she was like early 1900s. She was the first female to run for president, but she didn't get a, a nomination by a party. So. A lot of people think that Hillary's the first. She's not. Yeah. Um, but it focuses on that. And I'm just, I'm focusing on, you know, acting, also comedy. So my schedule is very busy. Um, but I'm being careful about what I'm taking on the stage. I want to be, I'd rather be out of indie more than in indie. But yeah. if great shows come up, I always love to be Yeah. Here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's a, a, a huge uh I mean, a huge opportunity, and I'm so glad that you were uh, able to take advantage of that. That's so badass. Um, you said you filmed that in Cincinnati? That's yeah. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Cincy's um, doing a lot more filming down yeah, there. They have, yeah, they have a lot of incentives, which it would be nice. if So Indy passed some laws to give incentives for film, so knock on wood that um, 
companies will start to like film companies will start to come here. But Essency just offers a lot more in terms of um, like discounts. And, yeah. And 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 so they're just a little bit more attractive. Um, yeah. And hopefully Indiana will keep up. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that would be make just even more, you know, opportunities because there are great local filmmakers as well. Right. Hey, because, um, you know, I and that's another thing is, is you see more and more comedians sort of transitioning to different um, non-traditional mediums like right. uh, Tyson's got the whole nerd news network, which it's is so fun. It really is. I really enjoy watching those. And as someone who is like my ADHD loves, like, I think this is why I like, I don't even want to check my time spent on tiktok <laughs> i don't like it's, don't look at it it's, it's hurtful yeah exactly it's gonna it's gonna make me feel bad and i'm like why are you being aggressive and it's me being aggressive to myself <laughs> and that's the algorithm's that, too good exactly and so uh you know like but as someone who loves you know as much as i love a good comedy special i love mm. just being inundated with the small clips of comedy small, and so yeah, yeah to, to see Thank those you. sorts of things happening um to see those sorts of things Ooh. happening and then people filming movies and you know that are just going to snowball into cooler and cooler shit um you know the uh, amount of opportunities that you're getting on stage is just going to you know there's going to be an ROI there um to to all of that and like you know uh that's one of the reasons why I want to get you guys in here because I love talking to you guys and seeing you guys do such cool cool shit makes me feel good and uh Indianapolis is funny y'all fucking check it out we are. Yeah. so yeah, so ahead. what do you have coming up i know that you you've recently relocated to Indy. Yes. Yeah. Going down. Absolutely. I mean, I do. Uh, I landed uh, like a one year contract with Bad Dad Brewing doing their trivia once a month, which is fun. Like it's uh, it's one of those things where I have taken a few steps back away from the stage because. A lot of what I do is storytelling. Um, I mean, I, I love, you know, writing a good setup and punch, but I love telling a good story and, you know, settling into, you know, my new relationship over the course of the last year has been, uh, you know, a major focus. And I remember hearing some, you know, I can't remember which comedian on what podcast I heard give this piece of advice, but I thought it was really, really good. And I kept it, which was, you know, you can't tell people about your experiences if you, if you just keep living the same experiences. And so I, I, I was like, you know what? That's actually perfect. And so I'm like, as someone who's a storyteller and I got to the point where I'm telling the same stories on stage, I'm like, it's because I haven't really experienced anything new and mm -hmm. on the precipice of, you know, moving to a new city and, you know, being in love. At, exactly. Being in love with, uh, you know, someone who's far funnier than myself makes the material <laughs> essentially right itself. Oh dear. And like, you know, I've been, writing a lot and uh you know i am definitely going to be making my way back to the stage a lot more after the course of the fall but like you know i'm i am ex getting new experiences to write new shit and yeah, that's kind of kind of where i'm at yeah exactly i love supporting um you know all the shows that i can i mean i was lucky enough to get out and go see lucas's recording which was insanity was so it really was and and you know all the other comics were so good um i heard that show was just amazing yeah. every night it I'm going to have to catch it. Well, catch the, the Record, recording because same. that was like the first uh, weekend that I had and I was in Fort Wayne mm -hmm. and have then I had it. play practice Sunday. So I couldn't go. But I do have another question. I have a correction and then a question. So Shirley yes. Chisholm was the first female to run for the Democratic Party nomination and Hillary was the first woman to get the Democratic ah, Party nomination. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
But with that being said, the point that you just made about having experiences, oftentimes, like when I have younger comics come to me and they ask about advice, I'm like, what? Like, what should I do? I'm trying to get my material. And I'm like, you got to go live life mm-hmm. first. Um, so what advice do you, you know, one, give to other comedians who come to you? But what what are your thoughts on that when people start comedy so young mm-hmm. and haven't lived yet? Yeah. Oh, damn. I mean, it's it's obviously everyone's path their own. However, like I think that was that was probably one of the biggest ones. Um, but I think the the other one, and and again, I don't put myself at a point where I'm like, yes, this is good advice because a lot of this advice is stuff that I've heard from people that I respect greatly, mm. you know, through the podcast medium, which is so fantastic. Um, so consider this, uh, you know, most of this advice sort of like my own. Um, weirdly regurgitated version of, of what I thought was good advice. But I think that, f- that don't be afraid of who you are and tell people about who you are. Like not, I'm not saying be self deprecating all the time, mm-hmm. but like um, uh, for instance, like uh, I don't have any kids, but I feel like I do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just kind of like, uh, um, you know, kind of, do you feel like a dad sometimes? You aren't sure. Yeah, some people, a lot of people feel that way. But if it's how you feel personally, or it's like, you know, uh, um, finding out who you are in and of yourself and then going from there, like, yes, I think this thing is funny, but what is the medium of myself that's going to make it funny to everyone else? And if you can't find that medium through yourself, then it's like never really going to come off the same way. And I think that, um, and I probably completely just butchered that, (laughs) that that advice for somebody, but yeah, finding out who you are through what's funny because, um, not everything that everyone thinks is funny in the moment is translatable on stage. Mm. And, you know, finding your way through that is just work and like writing and, you know, finding a comfortability. But I think, yeah, finding who you are in the midst of what you think is funny is what's going to make you the most likable. And I think that's what makes comedians the most likable to me. You know what I mean? Like I may not agree with this comedian's view on everything. However, I appreciate where they are in that. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, that's kind of like... Like, basically, just be your own thing. I feel like that's one of the hardest things, especially when you're a baby comic and you're, like, mm-hmm. in your early 20s. I didn't know what the fuck I was. Yeah. Just having that moment where you're just like, I'm gonna write stuff that I like instead of, like, trying to cater to just... yeah. It's all about how you're gonna connect with the audience. It's yeah. about meeting that friend at a party when you've been walking around and you don't know who anybody is. You're like, how can we bond? Let's... This thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, and realize when you start, you probably are trying to be someone you've seen for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Like, like, for, like for the longest time I was, you know, trying to be like, uh, uh, um, Gabriel Iglesias was someone that I always looked up to. So I always just kind of felt like I needed to lean into whatever he did on stage. I'm like, it feels so uncomfortable because it's not me. You mm. know what I mean? Doing weird voices when they didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, Same. exactly. Just like it, just things that I, th- other people made funny. I'm like, yeah, that's just what I need to do to be funny. It's like, no, no, that's their thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, my gosh. But, I try to do impressions all the time on stage in my early stuff. I can't anymore, yeah. which is weird. My voice is still fun, but yeah. it's just once you kind of but grow it's yours. up. Yeah, but it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. We do so much stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us. Look at us. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, so the internet went out uh, in Irvington this week. I don't know. um, (laughs) How will anyone know that someone got beer? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How will we know if the IPAs are fresh? (laughs) 
<laughs> the, uh, exactly. No, but w- the reason I bring this up uh, is for two days that the internet was down. Ooh. And the reason Ooh. I say that is terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> is, be- is because <laughs> I work from danger. home. That's a lot of data. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. No, and I, yeah. as as someone who works from home, that's, you that's, know, yeah. that that's pretty rough. But the reason I say that is because we obviously, you know, couldn't lean on watching stuff online so luckily we are old enough to like be able to play board games and like but did you have dvds we'd have dvds i know you do <laughs> and we watched anchorman on dvd uh- so when you brought up you know, you know look at us it reminded me of paul rudd and then i was like yeah <laughs> brian fantana um but no dvds are so garbage yeah 100%. there is nothing like and but but a, a friend of mine like I love uh, Gwen's bit about DVDs like why do we all have so many but like the reason I, I think the reason a lot of people for the same reason I hold on to my DVDs because like at some point the internet's gonna go out for like multiple days that's yeah. what I think about and I'm like and I'm like I'm so glad I have these cool fucking movies right here to play on my PlayStation um but no I'm the reason I, I bring that up specifically is because I'm like if you had the internet down. And you're like, at least until tomorrow morning, you got to entertain yourself tonight and you could pull your favorite DVD out of your collection. What is it? (laughs) Mine is the five heartbeats. Nice. What is that one? I've never heard of it. So the five heartbeats is a fictional story about a like a Motown-esque type of group and how they like rose to fame and broke up and came back together in the end but it's it's a cult classic in the black community all right and you said it's called what the five heartbeats the five heartbeats was that the name of the band like the the, ah, nice Mm -hmm. very cool and it's sad because like so you know the temptations were real and they have their movie black people prefer the five heartbeats over the temptations and they're not even a real group and we're just like it's the five heartbeats oh (laughs) that's even that's even better when was it made um, it was actually, I think I it was made in 93, 94. And okay. so there's a whole, you know how now they have like the, kind of like the making the band for the movies now. Yeah. Yes. So they had a whole um, documentary about the movie and what happened back then. So when it was made, um, they didn't market it as what it should have been marketed as. It, they didn't market it as a story of like triumph and all this other stuff. They tried to market it as like, oh, this is like a dance and singing movie. And so it didn't do well in theaters, but then it did really well on VCR, like the the you know yeah, the, ta- yeah, yeah. the the tapes. Yeah. So then they got famous off of that. Like people started bootlegging it, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, I love you!" And the five heartbeats, and now it's a cult classic. It came out. Now. It came out in ninety one. Ninety one. Interesting. It had, and it's it was wrote by um, this is the cool part Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Wayne. Oh, and Keenan. So Keenan Ivory. So the. The screenplay was written by the two of them. Then Keenan, after they kept shopping it, he was like, I don't want to do it anymore. You keep going. So Robert Townsend maxed out all of his credit cards um, to just make the film because nobody was picking up the film. He's like, this is going to be a good film. And he believed in it. He kept going with it. So Hell yeah. And it's a cool classic. And it has one of the best, coolest actors ever, Leon. Yes. (laughs) He He was in Above the Rim. Yes. He's the one who showed He's up. He's into in Temptations. Yep, it's, Leon is just a great. He was also in Oz. Oh, was he? Did he play the uh, lead singer in the Temptations? I think so. Who did he play in the Temptations? Like, uh, like the, the the guy who got like his, too big for his britches. I'm pulling it up right now. Let me look and see. Did he britches? play in the Temptations? Did I misquote that? Let me see. Kiki. I feel like he was in there. Bitch, come here. 
But yeah, that sounds dope as shit. The five flames. Five heartbeats of five heartbeats. <laughs> five heartbeats. This cast can straight up open the door right now. I'm watching it. And also... As long as I stay over there, I'm completely fine. Are you allergic to cats? Yeah. I'm surprised. This is... I have not smelled any dander well, or anything, and I'm because, not sneezing, so Because what I good. do, I wash that, and then also I have a, a hypoallergenic um, spray. Nice. I, I love it. Yeah, I was like, this That's is really, nice. really yeah. good. Yeah, he was David Ruffin. He played David Ruffin. Okay. Did he play David Ruffin? Yeah, he played David Ruffin is what they're saying. Yeah. That like sounds I knew cool he was though. in The Temptations. Is it on any streaming platforms, I wonder? Um, I'll need to look into that. To yeah, find. look at it because so one thing I was going to make, one point I was going to make about the DVDs is a lot of times the movies that we want to watch are not on the streaming platform. Yes. So you know how they put them on and take them off and it, and they play with our emotions. Yeah. You know. It's weird is what it is. Yeah. yeah. They do that with Blazing Saddles. Really? <sighs> That'd be my go-to. Yeah, cats really like me. Classic. She's like, whatever, bye. <laughs> yeah, get back. That, that's yeah. Bruce. Bruce? Bruce. Oh, it's a Bruce. Blazing Saddles. I watched uh, uh, some of that the other day, and Mel Brooks is just in another league. Is that your favorite DVD? No, that was his. He, um, he, he was mentioning Blazing Saddles, and it's just so oh damn my good. Gosh. What's your favorite DVD, Tana? I'm yeah. getting distracted by this cat. He's got, yeah. like, he's got heart patterns on his belly. It's so cute. Um, so, okay. So I was sitting here thinking, I was like, I have four main DVDs that I will watch on the regular <laughs> basis, because, like... I, I made sure I had them uh-huh. because th- I love them so much. But um, usually on like days like that when the power goes out, because it just it always hits for me. Is you can watch a DVD when the power goes out. No, wait. What did I say that for? <laughs> I'm fucking with <laughs> when you. When the ahead. internet goes no, out. No, I know you mean. I know you mean. <laughs> um, for some reason, like Kill Bill, I'm like, you know what? Yes. I'm a stranger. <laughs> yes. There's just like you watch both. You're so good. Solid it's, answer. I, I like that. David Carradine's great. Uma Thurman busts ass, and then I go through all of the facts in my brain of the stuff I know about that those mm-hmm. movies. And the other one is like all the canon shit about it. All the it. canon shit about mm-hmm. it, but also Tommy Boy. Okay, mm. that's that is that movie is a blanket for me. Like it's it's right up there with uh, like Rookie of the Year and my all time favorite movie, Your Brother Where Art Thou? Oh my god! And like those three movies are one hundred percent blankets for me, and pretty uh, just cozy ones. Yeah, you feel safe when you watch them. Yes, just because they they bring such uh, and, and also they're all stuff. Uh, what I love about most of those movies are um, uh, they came out like when we were young like you know mm, da, 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 da. those are movies we probably shouldn't have been watching as kids but we didn't care oh 100 really like, um, percent they yeah. also bring on a different meaning now when you watch them yeah they do when you're older yeah and then some of them are awful when you <laughs> yeah, some oh, of them yeah. are just god they don't hold up at all like i watch like, roadhouse i'm like <laughs> <laughs> what did i what did i see in this movie why did i waste my time like yeah. i manage people for a living i train people and i'm like what what, what kind of program do they have here yeah. i need you to know this right now so i talked about roadhouse the other day my coworker asked me she's like tina have you seen roadhouse i'm like yeah of course i have she's like why how have you seen it i'm like because my mom dated guys from aa i've seen roadhouse. <laughs> and one of the best no. wrestlers of all times in it terry funk oh yeah okay absolutely i love it love and patrick swayze is beating Swayze's. the shit out of people do doing high kicks Ooh, yeah no. and uh don't forget uh what's his name um r.i.p to the homie with the uh yes uh with the uh mustache he's like old and has the he was just on the ranch voice. yes he was yeah. on the ranch oh, what, sam elliott look you say yes. we should I thought I was named quicker. Um, Sam Elliott, Elliott is sex. Yeah. <laughs> He's so handsome. I mean, in that Google movie, he person. was tossing. Uh, You're not going to think so. He looks like a grandpa now. Uh, but, but young Sam Elliott. But look him up his... in Roadhouse. He, yeah, yeah. He was tall. He that he had like the salt and pepper even back then. But it was a mane. 
It was a mustache for days and a deep voice. I want him to call me little lady. Guys, want me to take you out back? Or just some weird (laughs) shit like that. He did Uh, have the salt and pepper back then. You're a different kind of stupid, aren't you? He does all types of just, not even like way lower than that. He looks like somebody that would be on like The Young and the Restless or something. He oh just looks God. like one of those, mm-hmm. you know, like a country soap opera. Yeah, like a country, like a. He would show yeah. up. I never stopped loving you. Oh, yeah. yeah, he has a horse always with him. It. And he, if you guys want to find the Five Heartbeats, it is on Amazon Prime. I know oh, that we watched nice. the documentary. So the documentary of how it was made. I would watch the movie first, and then if you want to watch the documentary, how it will blow your mind because like when we watched yeah. it, we we're like, what? I never knew. It was, I never it was knew. good. What yeah. what was the craziest fact about a film that really blew your mind? So, like, was there a specific fact about that, like, besides the funding part that really um, blew your mind? Yes, that they shot the film from the end to the beginning. Oh. Yeah. So they didn't do it in chronological order. They did it from the end to the beginning because of, like, I, I won't tell you, but I will just say yeah. that was the most shocking thing. I was like, what? Interesting. They had to, sh- they had to shoot it in reverse. And you'll find out why. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm yeah. curious. That's a that's yeah. a killer. Uh, that's a killer detail. Um, and so, did, do you have one like a fact from like either one of those movies or any movie in general that really blew your mind? That really blew my mind, or yeah. the ones that my DVD collection. Both. <laughs> mm. Either one. Oh shit! How dare you? I'll go first and okay. let you think about it. Thank you. Uh, so this one's kind of morbid, and I'm sorry if I kind of went in a weird direction here, but Milo and Otis was a fucked up movie. Uh, mm-hmm. They did not have animal rights laws when this movie was made. Oh my God. And there uh. were, I believe, like nine cats and like 12 pugs used in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Pugs aren't cheap. Yeah. Pugs are not cheap. <laughs> Absolutely. Did they and harm them? Uh, well, they passed during the stunts. They just uh. didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Sorry to really fuck your guys' energy up. It must have been a new like, stunt coordinator. Like, can you work with dogs? Yeah. Yeah, sure did. This sure is my can, big but the guy has no qualifications. Yeah. yeah. Probably the guy who did the props on that Alec Baldwin movie. Yeah. Ah! 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 It's just a squealing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, in what she talked about, Kill Bill is there's a there's an unreleased scene with uh, he's talking to Uma Thurman to keep going when she was concussed. That yeah. actually was the one I was gonna yep. mention. Was like she was uh, so it's a scene when like the camera's behind her head and she's driving on her way to um, to Bill's house and the desert is kind of just like wisping through her hair, but she's like, hey, I'm getting like shook around. He like demanded she didn't wear a seatbelt and she's been trying to get like paid for all the medical shit she's had to go through. It's fucked up. Damn. Oh, I mean, wow. but... Here's the thing. Quentin Tarantino, he bad. He yeah, a bad person. He's, yeah, he's kind of fucked up. On, on a few, in a few different uh, angles. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty wild as well. But, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know why. Yours was very sweet and, and, and enticing. <laughs> Yours so and it made me want to go watch this movie. And then I was like, all these dogs and cats died. <laughs> it just makes me want to go home and hug my butter. It does. I had to take Vicky to the vet this morning. She needed to get her nails cut. And it's her birthday today. She's 12 Happy today. Birth- Is that the pupper? Yeah. Yep. I want to see this pupper. Uh, yeah, I'll pull out some pictures uh, here soon. In fact, I've got one um, of her on her way to the vet so she is um um like <clears throat> so there's one guy at the vet <clears throat> whose name is Jarrell that she loves Aww. and he just uh and he has pits himself uh so for some reason she's just very comfortable with him now there's another woman that works there i believe her name is uh amelia she does not she has like smaller dogs not quite as comfortable with her so um and she uh uh actually 
because she was going to be working this time, we had to give her medication. So she mm. was sedated when she went in because she's just not like anyone touching her feet. She just fights back. And they, what I love about this vet is that they give a shit about the experience of the dog. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, look, if this is going to be traumatic, we're not going to force cut nails <laughs> to be traumatic. And I'm like, that means a lot. So they said, bring her back in a week and just give her a couple of these before she comes in. So like I acted like I gave her like some peanut butter treats for her birthday this morning and uh, and took her in. And she was just the biggest doll baby in the world. Aww, and uh, she is a pit boxer mix. Oh, that's so sweet. She and she's definitely stocked. Yes. Like, and super strong. A yoke. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So a that's a doggy. that's a picture of her in the backseat with her backpack on. Oh, my God. She has a backpack. Shut well, the fuck up. it's it, it's her harness, but yeah. we we call it her backpack because she just oh, like mommy. gets so excited about it. And I uh, love her immediately. Yeah, her face looks like it says what? Yeah. Oh she's yeah. Like, where are you, where where are we going? Where? Yeah. Where are we? And Hello. why are we here? She has Hello. like Lattice face. What's her name? My dog just is it like. It's it's sad that yep. they know like they know when they're at the vet versus when they're at like so my dog knows when he's at the vet versus yeah. when he's at daycare. When he's at daycare, he's ready to jump out the car. He's like, I know this place. This is a fun place. This is a fun place. Uh-huh. And as soon as we get to the vet, he's like, no, 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 climbing up my shoulder. No, 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 no. That lady's going to, she's going to prick me. She's going to yeah. take my temperature up my butt. Like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. They didn't, he, uh, she wanted nothing to do with the treat that they had. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. that's already sus. I guess it's the medicine. It's fine. She was asleep on the couch when I left. So she'll be there when I get back. Oh, yeah. She, um, they hate that. Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. I just when that movie fact popped into my head, that's uh, <laughs> that's the first one that, and I was like, I have to say that on mic because that's going to get a cool yeah. reaction. Because well, I'm a really cool a guy wailing. with cool information. <laughs> you made us mom yell. <laughs> yeah, I got a, got a wailing reaction. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so. actually how I react to most things. I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 I'll go through, I'll go through these three real fast. The Exorcist, the guy that was an extra on there, was actually a serial killer. Oh my god! Oh shit! Yeah. So when they're getting uh, when they're at the hospital getting why the, is this not recorded? Our faces. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, the shock. Yeah. Uh, the corpse the corpses used in Poltergeist were real. <laughs> no. And the number number three was uh, 1928. They didn't know was Ark. Um, multiple actors drowned during the film. Jesus Christ! Why do we only know bad? I only know bad ones. I don't know any. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is the top ten disturbing, so I just did the top three. Nice. Okay. Okay. You know, there is like the only times I get like really shock and awe about movies, and it's trying to positive. It's anytime I find out, I'm like, oh, that scene was mostly improv. That's nice. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, like some of those scenes in The Office that were just, uh, you're like, oh shit, that was improv? Hell yeah. So were the uh, drowning scenes on Noah. It was improv. <laughs> we're improv. <laughs> no! Hi-yo! Hell yeah. At you. The, uh, uh, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Uh, so of crazy facts and things, digressing a little bit from movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that there was a guy uh, in the 80s that built, gosh, what is his name? Uh who built an engine that ran on water. Uh, Can you look that up? Um, He built... It's that 70s show thing. It's a car that runs on water. Well, yes, except this was an actual local news story (laughs) that a guy in the 80s, he had a dune buggy that he had built this motor and attached it to, and he said that he could adapt it to any other motor on any other car. Uh, Was it Stan Meyer? Yes, Stan Meyer. That was his name. I knew it started with an S. Uh... 
and he uh, the, in the news story, it actually says that like the Pentagon and like, you know, energy sectors are interested in it. And he said, yeah, 22. He estimated 22 gallons of water could take his dune buggy from San Francisco to New York. And I was like, what happened? And then I think he died randomly. Uh, I need to do more work into this, but I learned about this just this week, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was basically a perpetual uh, motion machine created by American Stanley Allen Meyer, who was born 1940, died in 1998. Okay, so he was 58 years old. Uh, Yeah, and I don't know whatever happened Uh, to... He actually died March 20th, 1998, right after my 18th birthday. Not that matters. While dining at a restaurant, his brother claimed that during a meeting with two Belgian investors in a restaurant, Meyer suddenly ran outside saying they poisoned me, and then voila. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check please. Yeah, check please. Uh, so yeah, this guy invented an engine that runs on water and then claims he's been poisoned and dies. Uh, so oh my you know, god, that's a movie just waiting to happen. Yeah, well, I would be surprised if that movie ever got made, just because you know of 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 the implications. But it's just very very strange. Mm. Gas prices are stupid right now. Yeah. Oh my god. And so like that story kind of popped into my head this week when I I came across uh, I think it was a TikTok or something that I'm like oh shit because the actual actual uh news story is wild he's he, he it's basically he's not an engineer he went to no um like special training he's just a farmer that knew a lot about engines and was oh, just like yeah. why can't i make this thing run on water and he figured it out and then yeah that happened grove city ohio was where it was right outside of uh columbus yeah do they have the so news stories on youtube the right? government took actually out? here's a cool how thing. long before after he invented this thing did he get taken out um, he actually started talking about it is um, right in ni- 1998. There's a book called The Mysterious Death of Stanley Meyer and His Water-Powered Car by Stephen Zollemeyer. So Interesting. There is, there is an actual book on it. Very cool. So it was something that was in the works for a while, building up. Oh, God, that's crazy, my dude. Yeah, get rid of you. Yeah, and in, in, the, uh, in the actual uh, news story, it says that he's been contacted by the Pentagon. He's been contacted by... You know, a lot of very important folks that would want to research this sort of thing. But like, you know, uh, it just sucks. Like, I don't know. I I don't know why else to bring that up. But just like, hey, you know, when you're paying your gas prices, you know, someone stopped that from being a thing. Someone stopped it from being cool. Yeah. And, uh, Uh. you know, in 98, you know, there was a huge grab for like the new. You know, uh, energy source. The the internet. Well, the internet boom was blowing up, and people were like, you know, we're gonna. uh, Everything was shifting to sort of like starting to shift to online ordering. I mean, Amazon started in what ninety four. Isn't that crazy? Which is books. Yeah, exactly. Just books. It was just books, and then they went buck fucking nuts. Yeah, and here we are. Jeff Bezos is making dick chips. <laughs> to you know, wherever you yeah. know what I mean, and it's like it's it's, it's, a, it's a crazy juggernaut. When you think about like the things that we are dependent on, and it's because all this money goes behind it, and then you think about moments where we could have had a new energy source that could have been like refurbished and made better, and yep. like they're yeah. like, no, 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 we got to keep you subservient, keep that gas, yes, baby. Exactly, yeah. we can't charge for that. Like keep your people you weak. Know. I love it. I'm having I a go great back time to here. Horse and buggy. I'm like to the point where I'm like, let's just go back to horse and buggy. It's fine if we take sure. 10 days to get there. I'll take 100%. care of my horse. Yeah. My horse will be loved. 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, but but even then, I think it was Einstein who said that World War, he doesn't know what World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Um, 
just because this, the technology is going to be so immense when World War Three does happen that here we are. We're just going to, you know, but at the same time, that's why I love doing what we do, that uh, people are always going to want to laugh. People are always going to want to be entertained, whether it's, you know, uh, I, I think we talked about this last time, the hieroglyphics that were found in some of the <clears throat> oldest known caves, uh, they realized that um, looked to be motion pictures when flames flickered on them so it's like wow. yeah they don't look like much when we like see them in the light of day or shine a light on them like an artificial light yeah. but if we use the light that they had th it makes what looks like uh, a herd running across you know and it looks like a motion picture because of the flickering flame so that sort of stuff will always be around um, and you know we're just uh, I'm surrounded by some of the best doing it around here locally and I'm excited about that so uh, thank you guys for being here today we're not exactly wrapping how, how long have we been going uh, right at 15 minutes right at 50 minutes I can always call it within 10 minutes of an hour usually I just I can feel Smell it. it he just knows yeah I that's, can just that's feel that's that comedic timing we oh, know yeah. how it feels kind of, yeah no, that's exactly what it is. I've got so much better at time management because I have to keep focus of five minutes in my brain always. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and that does actually um, apply. Like I've been seeing a lot of, of memes recently about like, okay, now I got to count backwards. So like I need to be here at this time. That means I have to do this and this and this. And it's like, you know, comedians, we we do like we live for the for, you know, the, the five to the 15 to the 20 to the 25, mm -hmm. because everything that we do off of stage is in preparation for this chunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we deliver the product that we sell off stage in these five minutes. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you do really think in that segment. It's like, well, I can't bring this up because that's another minute 45 at least if I cut the, all the best parts out of it. You know what I mean? And uh, I like that part so much of just kind of like what's going to be a good solid five minutes for this crowd, for this vibe right now. I'm going to cut right. into this. And I have no issue cutting myself a little short. Like if I'm four minutes, fine. But like I want to have it be good. I yeah. want to have it be fun. Oh 100%. God, I do love puzzling it in. I'm just like, it'll be this. But if I want to keep this detail, that is probably my favorite part up until getting it on stage and when you hear it worked out and you hear your recording later like ah oh, it did the thing i needed it to do absolutely oh, because it does kind of take on a life of its own have you noticed anything like that with bits that you've developed over time they just kind of you started it here but then it shifted into this yeah thing. more i was literally just talking about I, I went to support two shows last night and uh one of them they didn't have a really good turnout but we just got to the point where we just got on the mics and started improving. and one of the comedians was like yeah well I when I go to open mics, I get like I get so tired of doing the same jokes, and I just want to switch it up. I want to say something different. Do it. And um, I was like, well, you know, that's that's great, but you should be refining and tuning what you like, fine tuning yes. what you have. And your jokes, like a joke, is never done. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna grow legs. You're gonna tag it up. You're gonna bring something different to it. So it's just like jokes that I started telling when I first started. I don't tell them the same because. As I've gone different places, I'm like, oh, I can add this to it. I can add that to it. So, yeah, yes, I notice that a lot. It is so fun to do. Like, especially when, when you hear your own growth and you notice, you're like, no, this joke works better if I just switch, switching a sentence ever yeah. so slightly yeah. mm -hmm. or a new tag. And you have that new tag. It just changes the whole bit. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God. It's like having uh, it, it's like having a painting, but not having something strong enough to hold it on the wall right. when you finally have a nail in the stud strong enough to hold the painting you've been you've sat in the corner for so long and then you hang it up and it's like oh there it is there yes. it is there's that thing that I and knew I was beautiful yeah. but now it can be on display and I can present it properly yeah. and that's that's an amazing feeling and it's one of the best parts about you know 
doing comedy or any type of art, whether it's learning a new chord or learning a new, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nailing a line on a set or whatever. It's just one of those things that's like, you know, um, uh, that satisfied feeling that makes you like, okay, this last these last couple months of suck that I've felt or whatever, or this last couple weeks of stuff that just hasn't been clicking, you know, it's finally like, you know, I'm in on it. So, um, let's start to wrap this thing up a little bit. Uh, so let's get into, um, uh, something that I, uh, am really interested to do with our guests kind of moving forward. So you guys are kind of the first ones to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me, um, if you could take away, uh, if you could take one thing from your best experience in comedy and have it replicated um, every time, oh. what would it be? Whether it was the green room was perfect, the crowd was perfect, the uh, uh, the hospitality was perfect. Just if there was one thing from the best show that you could make at every show moving forward, I guess an amazing crowd is kind of a, gi- a given. It's kind mm-hmm. of a given. But... Um, but if there was one thing you could take away from your best uh, experience in comedy and replicate it for every show moving forward, what would that be? Ooh, I think the one thing is just the command of the room. To mm-hmm. always like, no matter what room I was in, like there was one show I went to in Dayton, Kentucky, uh, called at the Garage, run by Sean uh, Braley. Brawley, mm-hmm. that's my friend. I should remember his last name. That's okay. But that crowd was popping, and the they were there for comedy, but the way I was able to command any waves of laughs, mm-hmm. like I let it sit when it needed to sit, and some, I cut some of my material because I was having such a good time interacting, but also everybody was experiencing what I was experiencing. I'm like, babies, are we making love right now? Because this is so good. <laughs> yeah. It was just this very connective, if I could just always mimic and image i wish i can you can't replicate moments like that i yeah. wish i fucking could if i was a demigod that's the value of comedy is, is it's not replicated yeah you get to you can this. play a special over and over again but it'll never be the same when you go and see it exactly mm-hmm. but having that energy and command of the crowd and having that super just energy control with everybody i wish i can always have that power it's not going to happen every time depending on the audience but when you have that where everybody's on board mm, it's so good yeah absolutely what about for you Mine is twofold because mine comes from. So I have I have two answers. One um, comes from just getting the opportunity. Period. Mm. One thing that I love about um, Kyle, one you, and then other producers and promoters in the area is that you guys always think of adding um, diversity to your lineups and adding women. So my favorite all time favorite experience was being put on a show. I was actually on a show with Tina. I'm not going to say which show it was, but you'll probably remember. Okay. Um, it was a comedian who couldn't make it, and that person said, I'm going to ask Jetta, and if she can't do it, then you ask someone else. And so just having that feeling of like being thought of to mm. do it, oh, if I can have that replicated and like not feel like I'm on the show just because or to fill a quota and uh, knowing mm-hmm. that like I'm there because I had someone advocate to say, this is the person that needs to be in that spot would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And other things for my like amazing experience, it would really, um, I had a really good show in Cincinnati, like my first time there at Helltown. You've done Helltown, right? Um, I don't 
you did you did Helltown. Did I do Helltown? With um Den Denim 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 what's her name? She came Oh Bridget Bridget Denim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it it was at that bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. They call it Helltown, but it's it's the bar is the Comet. The Comet. The Comet. Yeah. That makes more sense. Okay, now I was So um there was a small intimate room, but everyone was there for comedy. Um, everyone was so supportive and if I could just replicate just people just being there uh, and being supportive and just being there for the comedy in every space would be great mm. yeah because it makes it you know it just makes it that much more like oh, I gotta yeah. for sure your answers it, were so lovely oh god now that is like <laughs> such a real thing to be thought of oh what a what a rush and then having the audience that is there for you right. you're like yeah. oh thank you 100% and that's one of the reasons why I think that um whenever I have like people say, Oh, you should do comedy there. Comedy would do good here. And, and I, and it's like a sports bar with TVs all over the wall. Yeah. They got a stage in the corner, but it's not, it's not a con. It's no. not, it's not always there for comedy. Cause those places have to be willing to like turn those TVs off. And some of these places are just, are just not. So, you know, mm-hmm. not, not every space with a stage is made for comedy. And when you can find that space that is willing to, 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 uh, do what they need to do to make and curate comedy. That's when you have, you know, a a magical environment because it, it not only is um, because oftentimes in comedy you feel like you're just like you know knocking on the door and asking someone to buy the biggest box of you know Girl Scout cookies that, that there is or, <laughs> or or Boy Scout popcorn or whatever. And and it's like, uh, it, but when you find those spaces that are able to uh, cooperate with you know um, with the right part of the scene it can really be a powerful thing which is why i want to go ahead and plug again to get your ass down to downtown ollie's on tuesday nights yes. Sign up at 6 30 yes for sure uh and guys before we get out of here um let's just go around the room and plug social media and stuff coming up uh so tenna why don't you go ahead and get started you can find me on Instagram at Horchata Del Rey. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok being weird. Uh, wait, I mixed it up. No, I didn't. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> T- uh, on TikTok, I'm Lumpy Tentacles. So that's Lumpy, T-E-N-N-A-H-C-L-E-S. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> so long. Um, I also have a podcast with my best friend, Daryl uh, Holland Quest Jr. Yes. It's called Spicy Magic Vibes. And another podcast. And shows associated with that. So yeah. look oh, into yes. that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, that's coming up the, oh shit. 17th. Sh- that, 17th. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <The> se- <laughs> I pay attention to your guys' schedules. I know when shit's happening. Oh, I'm my, not weird, I promise. My friend's <laughs> just dumb half the time. I have friends that ask me all the time, like, hey, when are we going? I literally had someone call me last night. And they're like, hey, where's a cool show? I'm like, and then I got to pull up my phone. But, you know, I'm like, hey, go see Hairbrand Comedy. You know what I mean? Like, like last Shows night or whatever. So, so, like, there's just, there's just stuff all the time that I'm like, because I, I want to go to this stuff all the time. And I just want to. just a busy it. man. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, Okay, so uh, the 17th, White Rabbit Cabaret, Spicy Magic Comedy Night. There's going to be uh, improv and some really good comics. Christian Ramirez is headlining. Um, he needs to be seen all the time. So everyone, please come see Hell Christian yeah. Ramirez. He is so, he's been on HBO Latino. He is, uh, like been on Comedy Central. He's extremely talented. Hell yeah. Um, and then the t- third Tuesday of this month, the 12th. No, no. What's That's the 17th. That's the 17th. Oh, look, we got mixed. No, Spicy Magic Comedy Night is... The 12th. The 12th. I got it mixed up. So Spicy Magic Comedy ah. Night, the 12th. And then the 17th is the storytelling show with stand-up comics uh, telling true stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this theme is parents don't just don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I have another podcast. Jesus Christ. 
Christ. So much, so much going on. <laughs> Drunk Dial Podcast with Thaddeus McKee and Dyke Michaels. I think I'm done. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's she's rocking everywhere, so follow her uh, where you can. And Jetta, tell us where we're at. Oh, shit, we have a show um, together. You can find me on all social media at Jetta V Comedy, J-E-T-T-A-V Comedy. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um uh, always come out to downtown Ollie's on Tuesday nights, April yes. through October. Sign up 630. First five non-comedians get a special free prize. On Thursday, May 12th, I will be at Helium opening up for Clint. Um, yeah, baby. I thought, if I want to say Cooley, it's Coley. And the great thing is, is like, I opened for him last year, and I was chosen by the club. And then this year, I was chosen by his team. So it's always nice to be, yeah. you know, thought of and invited back. So Absolutely, that's Thursday night. I will 100%. be there. Um, and I think, oh yeah, I have a, a my charity comedy show coming up on June 9th. That's a Thursday at the White Rabbit Cabaret. Um, for rebuilding together Indianapolis. If you want to know more about that, I've been volunteering with them for the past uh, so many years and uh, fundraising and doing all those things. So that'll be June 9th. And then I have a show at the Karen and Bastille Theater at the Indiana Historical Society on June 11th, um, a farewell show for Nate Russ. He is moving to Atlanta. Okay. So we'll be in that theater on June 11th and just follow me for any other updates. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. And I am super excited to see all the cool stuff that you guys have going on. Um, and as for myself, uh, coming up May 19th, we have Comedy on the River with Matt Alano Martin. Um, that is a curated mic. So if you're looking for a spot, um, and that is extended, obviously, you guys as well. Yeah, if yeah. you are looking to make your way to uh, Muncie, it's on a Thursday night. I think it's going to be a really great night for a show there. Um, it's free to the public. So come on down and uh, just spend the spend the evening with us that'll be getting started at eight o'clock at may 19th at indie craft brew um and then keep your eyes open for battle of the bands brew fest uh, more information those tickets go on sale may 14th they're going to be some uh, early bird specials so if you get those early you can save some money but uh, obviously closer we get the more expensive they are and uh like i said um unlimited pours 30 breweries um 10 food trucks and battle the bands and uh, you guys might be the tiebreaker. We do have a panel of three judges that I'm going to wait to announce. Um, I'm still booking a couple of those spots. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, everybody take care. Follow at uncle Buck's house at UBH presents. Um, oh, and I forgot to plug uh, my, my band is getting into the studio soon and Duke's May 26 is a Thursday night, Thursday night before uh, Memorial day weekend. If you guys want to support live local music, um, we are looking to fund our record so if you guys want to come out and see that uh that would be very helpful and y'all have a good night and uh it's it's middle of the fucking day uh <laughs> have a good night or whatever fucking time you're listening to this shit uh be good to each other and be safe love it Uh, he told me he wanted to get to. I thought it was his mom and his friend, but let me see if he was.